You know who's in the room? Tommy Smythe. Hi. Hello. What room is he in? Is he in, the, is he in the control room or did we invert it into another room? I don't know. That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> it's home. It's Inverting home. rooms. Yeah. Inverted home floor plans. All the rage recently or has it been around for a while? Well, it's been around for hundreds of years, actually, in huh. Europe. And I was just in Europe visiting friends and they actually live in a home in Portugal where you walk in the front door and there's an entrance hall. Off the entrance hall... Well, at the end of it is a staircase leading up, but off the entrance hall are bedrooms, bathrooms, laundry, utilitarian spaces that normally we might find either in the basement or on the second floor of a house. Right. Then you walk up those stairs at the end of the hall and you emerge into a beautiful open space that is literally kitchen, dining, living, and with a walkout terrace. Better view. Up high, better view, very often more light. Because you might be a little bit above the tree line, or at least up in the tree line, and certainly the sight lines in most homes, in most locations, unless you're in a really urban, dense environment, mm-hmm. are really, a, it's a better vista up high. It mm-hmm. just is. So, uh, so is it coming over to North America now? It is. And, you know, I always say, this isn't necessarily, it's definitely a relevant discussion because it's happening and people are asking for that now, within new builds especially. Um, but also in home renovations in terms of if you're going to go back to the studs and you get the chance to really reimagine your home, mm-hmm. this is an option that's on the table. It's not for everybody. No. Um, it's not for everybody's lifestyle. It's not the way that everybody wants to live. But, you know, if it's been happening in Europe for hundreds of years, for centuries, yeah. then obviously it's working. So in the old days, yes. uh, the ground floor was for deliveries, right? Correct. The... It was to, to welcome people uh, coming in mm-hmm. and saying hello. And they would keep them on the ground floor. And really, the upstairs was more for the bedrooms. So that's kind of where we got that. Well, yes. And you think about the great houses of Europe and England, um, where you have, you know, think about old television series like Upstairs, Downstairs, and think about Downton Downton Abbey, Abbey, these things that that people are really interested in, in terms of their historical significance. But if you actually look at the house, which is of course, what I'm doing every time I see a show like that, I'm looking at the rugs and the furniture and the layout of the house, not the plot line. I'm missing the plot completely. But the the interesting thing is that, yes, all of the services were downstairs on, on what we call in, in Europe what's called um, the ground floor. Yes. And the first floor, which is... The ground floor to us in North America is actually the first floor of living space for the family. Uh-huh. So that's why it was called the first floor. It's upstairs. For us, it'd be the second floor. But for them, it's the first floor. First floor. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about the first family of Canada, the new ones oh, wow. that are yeah. coming in November 4th. Let's talk about that house. I, you know, it's really hard for me to talk about that house without swearing. So I'll try to do, I'll try to do it with, without okay. doing that on let's the radio. Let's talk about what the controversy is. It is really falling apart. It's a house that is of nearly zero architectural significance, um, and it's barely worth saving. And the first family who's coming into office now has said that they'd really rather not move into it in its current state Mm -hmm. for a number of different reasons. First of all, it doesn't function well. It's not properly heated. The HVAC situation is dire. Um, Former Prime Minister Cretchen has commented quite um, sort of stringently about this, that it's a nightmare to live there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there there are even very serious health issues concerns like asbestos to be dealt with within the home. It was back in 2008 during Harper's reign Mm -hmm. that it was deemed to be... I love that you call it a reign, Roger. (laughs) In in need of uh, $10 million worth of repairs. That was 2008. And now they're saying $13 million. Well, I'm not surprised. So Harper decided not to. Mm -hmm. Why did he decide not to? He didn't want to to spend the taxpayers' money to do it or what? Well, this is the big question for me is that I don't understand why a significant amount of taxpayer money has to be spent. 
you know, Jacqueline Kennedy, when she was in the White House uh, during the Kennedy administration, uh, managed to renovate and redecorate the White House for next to nothing. There was some money spent, but very little. She compelled you know, collectors of American furniture across the country to donate furnishings for that house. Mm-hmm. I bet if you contacted Frank Gehry, one of the great architects of, of our country in, in its entire history, and said, would you design at least an addition? If you have to keep the facade, I don't think you need to, but if you had to, because there was controversy there, he could probably put an addition on the back that would put us on the world stage in terms of uh, leaders' residences. Well, I don't understand. Tell me why it would cost $10 million to renovate that house. Well, renovations, Roger, as you know, are very expensive. Yeah, but and $10 million. It's a lot of money, but, I mean, renovating hurts. What uh, would that property sell for? the first thing I say to clients for? when they come to me is, this is going to hurt. It's going to hurt bad. And so it's expensive. Materials are expensive. Labor is expensive. Donations uh, in kind in terms of materials for building or rebuilding or renovating the prime and minister's residence. It's a historical thing. So you have to keep things within right. the historical factor, right? Well, and that's a big controversy, too. If you ask me, my personal opinion, just uh, you know, as a, as a designer and architecture buff, um, that building is not of terribly significant architectural value. Mm. It is not designed by, you know, uh, it, it isn't necessarily worth saving. It's not a historical building as such? It, it is. I mean, it's yeah. a vintage building. So it, they'll have trouble tearing it down then because it would be cheaper to tear it down and build a new one. Uh, it would be, probably. I, 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 would I guess. still don't get the $10 million. I think that's an absurd amount of money. It's labor and materials, and it's expensive. But I don't think that that I don't think that taxpayers' money has to be spent on that. Yeah. You can get donations. I, saw, I know in what you're kind. saying. I think that's good. They yeah. should get donations from people and get all the designers in Canada to go in, go in and design a room after it's done or something like that. And get the it's best the in art house. and design and contemporary yes. art and design in Canada yeah. donated to furnish the space. I mean, yeah. Sarah Richardson and I have done a lot more with a lot less. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, literally. Point. They should call on on you. Thank you, Tommy Smythe. Thank you, Tommy. I've been wanting to talk about that all week. So I know you Good to get your uh, in, inside opinion there. $10 million. And now our first family, they're living in what, the, the guest house of the of Rideau Hall? Oh, I don't know. I hope yeah. not. Oh, living wow. out in the stable somewhere, I Well, think. Rideau Hall's a lot nicer than the Prime Minister's residence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Rideau Cottage. Mm-hmm. Yeah.